loved ones. Hope you had a chance to check out this morning's episode like this concerning Gaff David. As a matter of fact, it was pretty efficient when I just kind of sat there and rattled this stuff off. Um, it definitely has a different energetic twist to it. Um, it saves a little bit of time, saves a little bit of effort. This episode tonight is going to be the same style, although I've spent the last two hours preemptively doing it so i kind of defeated what i did this morning although again that was a nice way to do it the uh, the flow the energeticness of it is a, is a nice way to proceed so i have a crayon version of the petition here which i'm going to bring up for you right now um let's see if i can do this Okay, I'm going to hit the 125%. 150? Really? Okay, I'm just going to reduce this. Okay. So, um, nothing changes here in the opening caption or the commencement of what it is we're doing now again you'll see up here when you go to file this thing they actually give you a number right here whatever the number happens to be and then they put a big court stamp court seal right here uh filed on such and such a date da, 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 at now you should fill in which registry or which courthouse it is you're dealing with now for example if I was close to New York City, I'd be putting some state in New York City or the jurisdiction that applies or which is ever closest to you. Just stick that in there for the, the, the most available courthouse. Um, again, when we are talking here about the duality of everything we're doing, bring the person. Again, it's presumed that you're already going to bring this character. So just do it. Don't, don't try to fight it. But this distinctively is a different entity, is it not? Yes, it is. This, as a whole, puts us into a magical position. Technically, in the past, we were always coming as just the all caps name. Darren, could you bring this case just in the all caps name? Um, I'm going to say, you know what? Yeah, probably could, because there's enough disposition of interest tucked inside this petition and with the affidavit or there's enough expression that hey the person's here as it as it ought to be and the man or woman conducting or you know pushing this character around driving this character also ought to be made a party so how does the trust work stuff how does the trust stuff work we don't technically have to name the beneficiaries yet not at this stage. If at any point where you're before the judge or you're talking to the judge on the phone or the master or whatever, however that shakes out, if they ask you who the specified beneficiaries are, go ahead and spell it out for them at that point. But actually style it like this. Okay, uh, specified beneficiary number one, four, uh, inter vivos trust number Remember, if you had done this system by mailing, if you had mailed this petition to the court, I would recommend going to the post office ahead of time 
and getting some of those little stickers, the registered mail stickers, get them ahead of time. Take one of those registered mail sticker numbers and actually use that number to identify your trust right here. If you have not in the past mailed yourself something, again, we did a, a, a several episodes on that where you know you have the grantee or the man or woman uh, is trying to come forward as the grantor now and convey or deliver to yourself a package. So you got, for instance, the this styled the proper name as the sender sending this thing to yourself. Remember this thing, this all caps fiction, it's not you. So this guy can send this thing to this guy in the mail. I know that sounds a little bit silly. We've actually had clerks. What are you, you're trying to send yourself stuff in the mail? It's like, that's not your business. Don't worry about it. Just process the package, please. But you know, you'd be friendly, but yeah, it's, it's raised some eyebrows in the past, but again, they're legally and equitably in terms of doctrines. These are two different entities. They are not one and the same. So again, if you had a better respondent than the public guardian and trustee at all means and others that again, if this didn't happen to, if the judge says, I uh, yeah, don't really want to send that to the public guardian and trustee, you ought to send it to the attorney general. Oh, okay. Well, believe it or not, the and others category covers you now coming forward to amend your petition or to fix your petition. And again, you can do this on the fly, loved ones. You can literally take a red pen, stroke this out, put the proper party right under it and initial it. Done. That's amending your statement or your claim or your petition or your affidavit. We're always reserving the right to amend our stuff. Now that I say that, I recall this morning's crayon version of the affidavit. That statement was not included. I didn't state that, but I have mentioned that in the past. So just as a reminder now, loved ones, go ahead and at the end of everything we do, make it always the last statement and the affiant hereby reserves any and all right to amend any instrument that, 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 that for the purposes of, that, 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 you know, uh, reserves the right to amend the petition. Uh, any instrument having any type of relationship with our intent here. So reserving that, that right is always going to be important. So this all stays the same from yesterday as we discussed. So I did change this though. Order sought. So Again, orders made at chambers. Why? Because of this. Petition to the court made without notice. But right here, you throw this in. Chambers. Judges chambers is a thing. It's not make-believe. It's where all private matters are heard. As a matter of fact, uh, not that long ago when we were on the phone with uh, Jody and Kim's cases uh, several times, the clerk, again, remember, keep in mind here, you're on the phone. So you get, you get to sit here and listen to everybody else's cases, everybody else's complaints and beefs and struggles and all the stuff. So halfway through one of our hearing days or in the or one third of the way through, oh, hang on, please, the, uh, the judge... Uh, needs to tend to an urgent matter. We will reconvene as soon as we're done. 
essentially is what she says. So, you know, everyone sits there, everything's quiet. You actually don't get to hear this stuff, though. This is the difference between urgent and not urgent. Urgent flies us under the radar in that private sector. As soon as you're not urgent, you're public. Again, the matter of life and death, that's a thing. This isn't just make-believe. Consider continuing acting in sin, knowing you're doing wrong, not caring that your creator is watching you. That is enough reason to invoke a court of consciousness, a court of competent jurisdiction to say, Your Honor, right now this needs to be dealt with. Why? Because of that. We literally have pissed off creator so bad. We have put so much distance between ourselves and salvation that no man, woman, court, person, dog, or otherwise can get in your way for you to experience your redemption. And again, courthouses are literally open 24-7, seven days a week. They don't shut down. So again, orders made at chambers because we filed our petition at chambers. So injunctions in behalf of sureties, we're coming as the surety. That's a fact. There's no point in arguing it. The surety is a, is a powerful position when you make stipulations. Again, Court Rule 22.1, Section 9, that is the urgent category or the urgent section to quote to get your stuff into chambers right away. So where are the orders sought against the public guardian and trustee, the respondents, and where the petitioner claims to be entitled to the application of the Law and Equity Act pursuant to Clause 1, application of the Act of the Law and Equity Act. That's literally Section 1. It says application of Act. Here, you know what? Uh, do I really want to stop sharing and try to show you? You know what? I'll just post it later. But all it's suggesting is any court case brought within the province of British Columbia where the petitioner claims to be entitled to some equity stuff is entitled to apply the Law and Equity Act to help them experience the remedy that we're all looking for. So we might as well start with that one. And as a matter of fact, it's section one. So let's start our first order with the first section of the Law and Equity Act. Sounds pretty good to me. Number two, the next order sought against the public guardian trustee, again, the respondent, and where the petitioner also claims to be entitled to an equitable estate or right or to relief on an equitable ground against a deed, pursuant to Clause 4 of the Law and Equity Act. Number three, again, order sought. Now you see how we just keep repeating this opening clause and claims to be, claims to be a surety who discharges liability is entitled to assignment of securities. Pursuant to what? Clause 34, surety who discharges liability is entitled to the assignment of securities of the Law and Equity Act. Pretty simple. The next one, number four, against the public guardian trustee again, petitioner claims to be entitled to assignment of debts and any court cases or any torts or anything to do with courts that you've been involved with in the past if there was a debt incurred by you through any of those old judgments or court cases or where you were found guilty of stuff you can assign that debt 
once you assign it, your, your record gets expunged. Your record gets sealed. Your record gets put in the vault where the public can't have access to it. You know how, you know, I don't even think you need to be a lawyer anymore. You can literally go and check people's like criminal history type of things where, you know, this is a thing. So once you assign this debt, it locks it away from the public. The public's not allowed to see your private affairs. Number five, same opening clause, claims to be entitled to vesting orders pursuant to clause 37, vesting orders of the law and equity act. Okay, so see how simple this is? Again, number, number eight, or sorry, number six, same opening thing here. We're also claiming to be entitled to an injunction or mandamus that may be granted or a receiver appointed by interlocutory order pursuant to clause 39. This is what it says, injunction or mandamus may be granted or a receiver appointed by interlocutory order of the Law and Equity Act. Oh, hang on, I missed a something. Oh, no, that's right. Number seven, still thing here, we're still... It's important when we're setting up the orders, again, I'll just show you why we have to keep repeating this. Look, it says right here, using number paragraphs, set out the orders that you're seeking and indicate against which respondents the order is sought. Okay, so every time we seek an order, we have to say who it's who's the respondent. Now, do you have to put in here uh, the public guardian and trustee? No, you could literally just say order sought against the respondent. There is only one. Here it is, right there. Although we don't really indicate who the others are at this time, just leave that for now. We don't really need to open that can of worms unless, unless the judge tells us to. But see how that's on standby. Uh, I think we're heading into number eight. Oh, no, we weren't. Number seven. Okay, so same introductory thing here. We also claim to be entitled to equity, prevailing. Oh, I like that. Pursuant to Clause 44, if the rules of equity and the law conflict, the rules of equity prevail of the Law and Equity Act. Number eight, same introduction. We're also entitled to the appointment of a receiver or receiver manager, pursuant to this one. Receivers and receiver managers, same act. Now, that, so there's like eight hardcore orders, all kind of in chronological order. And the fact that we're, that we, we you know, when we establish that we're the surety who discharges the liability, that is, I know I've used the word dynamite in the past, but you know what, that is an explosive statement. It really, really, really puts you in a position beyond what we can actually fully appreciate at this point. Now, so this is kind of where I got to a little bit and then I kind of stopped. Um, so now you could kind of, okay, so those are the orders sought. Now, how would we want to tie this in here? Say, so now something to the effect of, okay, so the orders, let's just say this, the orders uh, sought above ought to issue in favor of the petitioner, given the securities paid into court, evidences, facts, and equitable pleadings of the petitioner. So do I really want to call that number nine? Uh, I guess we could. So let's just do that. Nine. So I would, if you want, really, we could probably all caps this. 
so that it kind of matches the above. Continuing. Uh, so where it appeared to the court that no other party has a prior equal or superior claim to the rights and entitlements claimed by the petitioner. To be honest with you, loved ones, I'm going to suggest that this type of vocabulary here, this could actually probably do this. We could probably take all of this. And let's just move this to factual basis. Because we started to get into some facts there. So after the introduction of your petitioner respectfully showing your honor that, that, that an affidavit in support of your petitioner's title exists and is attached to this petition, and thereby this thing demonstrates a conflict with the rules at law, your honor, where it is appropriate to state here, and this statement manifests inequity to exist, and there's that one, two, three punch that we're always talking about. So I'm going to suggest maybe after this one, maybe right about here, let's drop that thing we just grabbed from above, because this is facts. So we're going to have to monkey with the numbers here a little bit. That's okay. Uh, so again, your petitioner respectfully shows unto your honor where it appeared to the court. So this thing can literally just tie into the rest of this now. So all I'm going to suggest is maybe right here, we just kind of do this. Make this number five and number two. And we just kind of continue. And where this number six, uh, three. actual basis is pretty important, right? This is what your entire case is based on. So before I get too crazy with the continuing and, and getting the numbers fixed here, uh, again, this was part of yesterday's class where it appeared, you know, whereas it appears, right? Unlikely that another party could rightfully have a prior, equal, or superior claim to your petitioner. That's impossible to the same particular rights of dominion attached to the collateral and subject and the subject matter of the case provided herein to the court. It's impossible that another man and woman oops, could have possession of your birth certificate and equitably brings a claim to the court that would supersede yours. How? When that birth certificate is not in their name, they would literally have to have some type of a an express trust or some type of will or deed or some type of instrument that grants you that right to literally do what the party should have done in the first place. Now, again, this is kind of reminiscent to what Divergence is trying to initially do when we had our NDDA floating around out there. That was where, for example, you are granting a temporary interest to divergence, to act on your behalf, to do exactly what I'm showing you to do right now. So you know what? We kind of, I, I basically use that NDDA as a screening filtering process just to see what the feedback was all about. Now, keep in mind here, loved ones, I'm on a particular journey where I'm trying to find certain individuals to take up this charge with us and continue what it is we're trying to do here by essentially helping solve a lot of the world's problems. Do our best. 
I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we're going to get it all done. I'm not suggesting that, hey, it's just us. But someone has to start. Someone has to grab the bull by the horns. And this is kind of what it looks like. So again, not changing any of this because this meat here is pretty good. Um, and where it was found that proper trust relations exist, respecting the parties to the suit and regarding the particular subject matter of the case. Again, that's a fact that proper trust relations exist. They have to, because you've parted with consideration, the coin, you've parted with a security interest, and you've put that other party in possession of all this stuff. Here, I trust you, take my car and go to the store and get groceries. That's, that's a shitty analogy, but I'm just suggesting here that we put something of value into the possession of this new trustee. As soon as that happens, they owe you a duty of performance. They owe you an obligation to perform. This is what activates your servants to finally do what they were that they should have been doing this whole time. But we're the ones that came forward when we were about 16 years old and screwed that whole process up by saying, no, 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 no. I don't want to, I don't want a new trustee appointed for this trust. I want to be the trustee. I want to be the liable party. I want to pay the debts. I want to be the sinner. Again, what man or woman in their right mind would ever do such a thing if they actually had knowledge of it? See? <laughs> so this thing continues, whereas the parties involved ought to be put into the direct possession. Again, direct is a very important word. They're directly in possession, which means you directly have control of the respective rights. I, you have the rights and they have the duties. That is evidence of a trust. Touching and concerning the parties, given the disposition of the perfected interest, uh, you know what, let's just define which interest this is. So let's just go ahead and call it the security interest. Or if you, uh, if you wanna do this, it's all good. Oops, oops, double oops. Invest this thing, get this thing in a position where it can get moved out of your possession. Given the, this position is basically a fancy word for saying, I'm no longer in possession of this thing. My position has changed. I'm no longer the debtor. where it urgently appears just, convenient, and necessary. Those three is another one, two, three knockout Mike Tyson style. And necessary to grant the orders under the authority of the Law and Equity Act. Now, again, because we are doing all that other in the... Just kind of, you can kind of keep it fluent. Again, as I was mentioning earlier, could you do this whole thing in lowercase lettering? The whole thing. Yeah, absolutely, if you want to. As I mentioned yesterday, I haven't done it yet, but I'm itching to try it. For the release prayed for both generally and specially in nature. Again, there's a difference between nature and character. That's the duality. That's you duly executing. You showed up in character and you showed up in nature. The character falls off. Your role, imagine, you know how TV shows get canceled? 
and all the actors don't show up for work today? Well, that's kind of what happens. You, the actor, the debtor, doesn't show up for work anymore, doesn't show up to be the pyramid builder. You can literally stay at home now and enjoy the day because you're now being restored to your natural state or your, your natural position before we screwed ourselves over not knowing what the hell it was we were doing. Okay, that number eight's a little bit wonky. So... Make these numbers match a little bit. And that the affidavit in support of these presents furnishes the grounds. Now, again, this is huge because this is one of the first things that they do to punch a hole in what it is you're trying to do here. The material you supply to the office of the attorney general furnishes no grounds for your cause of action. Therefore, we're motioning to dismiss your claim. And you're like, ah, I thought I did a good job. Getting the proper grounds furnished is really important. Now, again, they have very sharp people that go over all these things with fine tooth combs. They have an army in the background of people that do this for a living. Furnishes the grounds and establishes a right to the declaration of title between the parties, a right to an injunction, and a right to exoneration on contribution. And this statement manifests inequity to exist as to the petitioner, and the petitioner is entitled to it, and now he or she claims such. Continuing, and that the affidavit in support of these presents manifestly shows unto your honor that, again, these statements each supplying such a chief fact as together with others demonstrates a present, sufficient, and perfect, not tile, title in the petitioner so that the court is warranted. Again, that's a word that needs to be highlighted in your mind. Your Honor, the court is warranted to act because it's sitting on the securities. It's sitting on the expressed intent. It's sitting on appointed trustees. It literally has everything it needs to do to wrap this up and grant the relief that we're seeking. It is warranted from the present force. That, again, is part of the one, two, three knockout stuff and completeness of his or her title. So the court can take it upon itself to enter into this case to see if he or she can have the relief he or she prays for by her or his petition. Relief is sought as heir. These sufficient facts by statement demonstrate the petitioner to be the heir and manifest equity sufficient to warrant such relief being granted to her or him as he or she claims as heir by the petition. But you see, you see how there's a lot of, okay, yeah, we've already said that. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. This is how the court process works. You don't just roll in and state things once and sit down. You literally have to repeat this stuff. As we were suggesting yesterday, the first time you say it could be a mistake. Second time you say it could be a coincidence. But the third time is the charm. That's what gets it done. As a matter of fact, we've had stories come back where a loved one has sent in paper, paperwork like this. The court sent it back and said, no, 
not interested. As soon as they got it, they fired it right back into an envelope, fired it off again without touching a single thing. Court sends it back again. That's twice now. No, sorry, still not interested. What did the petitioner do? Put it in the envelope for a third time, fired it again. Guess what happens on the third time? Okay, we'll take your stuff. Okay, again, I don't make these rules, but I'm sure interested in changing a few of them. And again, that your petitioner calls. Calls. You're called your name, your good Christian name. Now, with that good Christian name, you are also entitled to call. Make a call. Hello, I'm calling on you. Herein. For the whole amount of the crowns, or if you want to put, or the state's liability. And such a call induces the court to cause the co-surety which is the crown, remember, you're the surety, the crown or the state is the co-surety, two parties. The co-surety is being called upon to come forward and contribute your due portion of the liability. Hey, I paid mine. I stepped forward. I, I figured all this shit out. Now it's time you do the same. Pony up, ante up, place your wager, put your money where your mouth is. And again, that we've established this equity and that we're entitled to it and now we're claiming it. And that your petitioner further shows them to your honor that he or she is now coming as surety. Again, there again, we just nailed it again. Surety on a note or bond. As a matter of fact, let's just do this. Let's just avoid a little confusion. Filed in the case said that this statement, again, manifests the beautiful stuff. I think my numbers don't have my numbers good still. Yeah, okay, so far. And that your petitioner uh, further shows unto your honor that he or she requires of the court to undertake. How do they undertake? Well, as soon as they're in possession, can you imagine? Hey, morticianer, now that you've got the person, go ahead and embalm it. Go ahead and dress it up in a fancy suit. Go ahead and put makeup on it. Make it look presentable so that it can go in a box and get buried. That's an undertaking. Now they're going to do this so that they can distribute the assets. What are the assets? The assets are all the funds, all the commercial activity that you've done over the course of your life. That's all hiding in files and in boxes holding files and Rooms holding boxes, holding files. Like the, there's a mountain of information back there for each and every one of us. There's lots of stuff. But I'm going to suggest even going all the way back to your public school days. All the way back. This is where ab initio and nunc pro tunc come from. Again, more Latin terms mean, meaning um, to the beginning and where it all started, that type of thing. So we're going to suggest here that this little clause... This little blurb in italics, this thing is a statement that really moves the titles around. It's going to describe dates. It's going to describe events. It's going to describe rights, duties, and obligations. Because you've done all this stuff. Now, again, as we were suggesting the other day, just plunk in the dates that are good for you. What? This is one of the most encompassing 
kind of little statements I've ever come across. And again, none of this is my wording. This all came out of one of these equity books. So again, I'll claim credit where it's due and not where it's not. Your petitioner now submits to your honor that an, unjun or that an injunction ought to issue as against the respondents accordingly to restrain the said respondents and agents from trespass and possible breaches of trust. Is that right? Is that right? right? And and should be awarded to your petitioner. Again, I love this word awarded. I love awarded and I love rewarded. Why? Because we're the ward. So anything to do with wards or any words with ward in it, ding, 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 ding. Be very conscious of these. Every time you, your honor, uh, is the petitioner not found uh, worthy of a reward? Was the petitioner not found righteously intending to put themselves in a petition in a position where they can be awarded something? Imagine when you discover something. When you discover the old lady down the street's lost cat, where she put the little sign on the telephone pole that says "reward." So anybody finds my cat, $100. Okay, well, we're not interested in the $100, but we are interested in, hey, take that cat and give it to a party who can actually look after it. Because clearly the old gal down the road can't. <laughs> Bear with me on the analogies. Kim would appreciate all these. And in consideration of the premises, this is a big term. This is suggesting, hey, value is being attached to everything we're doing. The premises describes everything we're doing. So when you put all this together, Your Honor, such an injunction is hereby sought by your petitioner and this statement manifests inequity to exist and da, 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 that's all good. Now, this is just more wash, rinse and repeat of the same stuff. Again, so this is factual basis. We're in the factual section here correct see look we're talking about factual basis we're talking about the facts and the facts are because of all the stuff we've just talked about above we are entitled as the surety who discharged the liability so you'll notice again this is a wash rinse repeat of the very first section this stuff this is just the same the same stuff repeated so it's interesting how you got to, again, you establish the thing here, then you claim an interest in it, and then you make that same thing part of the, the factual basis. And it literally gets tied now into the legal basis. Because again, the legal basis is coming right up after the factual basis. So you can see how many times we literally just kind of wash, rinse, and repeat the same stuff three times. That's really all that's happening here. Factual basis. Where was I? Number nine-ish. Um, and number 10, that your petitioner asserts the following facts. You know what? Let's, okay. Uh, maybe instead of following that your petitioner asserts. The facts. 
stated here in are true as relates to the assignment. Now, again, there's very there's different kinds of assignments. When you make an uh, when you make an assignment absolute, that means you can't undo it. <laughs> once you again, Bryce has the example here when the clerk said to him the other day, once you do this, there's no going back. That means Bryce actually made an absolute assignment. That's why she said it's absolute. You can't do anything about it once you do it. So are you sure you want to do this? No, hang on, let me think. Do I really want to act in person? Yeah, no. Continue. Petitioner believes the following to be true and that the information is derived from the doctrine of merger as we are suggesting by section 12 of the Law and Equity Act. And that, again, we support this by suggesting that this statement is also manifested as to exist to the petitioner and the petitioner is entitled to it and we're claiming it. Once you do all this stuff, nobody else, no third party can intervene and bump you from your course of action. The, even the attorney general can't poke his nose into any of this stuff and go, nah, you know. Trust me, I've had some battles with that office over the years. Now, I don't think I touched anything. Uh, yeah, no, there's more yellows. As, as you'll notice again, uh, between yesterday's version of the petition, I've already chopped out all that yellow stuff that you just saw peak up here. Now, again, you should have a copy of that so that you can specifically see now again i put that up so that you can go look for legislation in your neck of the woods that remotely words anything like this and if you can't find anything like it come and let us know but do some due diligence here again because i'm, I'm instantly going to point you to the trustee act the securities transfer act the real property act maybe a conveyancing act if there's one in your neck of the woods because I know this law and equity act seems to be pretty rare. There isn't a lot of these out there. I just happen to be blessed to be in a province that has it, which makes my life a lot easier. But again, find sort of the equivalence to this. It doesn't have to be exact. But again, I love this one, right? So when we reserve the right to say, hey, due to everything we were doing here, master, clerk, judge, your honor, whoever you're dealing with, you feel so solid, you feel so confident in everything that you're, done, that you're doing here, and you are so knowing the power of equity, and you know because we created the problem, we created the conflict by doing that silly thing when we were 16, and we're here to undo it. And because we're suggesting, I'm bringing equity to fix all this stuff, which means Nothing in the common law can disturb my process. The common law literally gets dunked, pushed right out of the way, set aside. <laughs> and again, it's this equitable relief for plaintiff. Um, as the legal basis, you know what? For the number one here, what I would probably do is go right back to this number one up here suggesting that we are bringing our stuff and we're entitled to bring it. We're entitled to the application of this entire chunk of legislation. We're entitled to the application of this to help us. So I would literally massage this saying that we're entitled to the application of the Law and Equity Act. I would actually make that my number one for the legal basis here because that really sets the tone. Put that 
as the number one. And then make this one here, if the rules conflict, make that your number two. So number three now we're looking at, again, would be the equitable relief for the plaintiff. Now, again, I have it in yellow here so that you can all see the language that's hiding in the background. But this is suggesting that if any petitioner claims to be entitled to an equitable estate or right or relief on an equitable ground against a deed, title or claim asserted by the defendant, asserted, again, I think I've mentioned this in the past, instead of saying, Your Honor, I know, or Your Honor, I believe, when you say, Your Honor, I assert, that means you're actually bringing that statement with a whole lot more smack. You know it to be so true. You know it so deeply. You know that this thing is rooted in justice, truth, and righteousness. That you're not going to waver. You're not going to change your mind. That's why you're asserting this. To a relief, whether it's equitable or legal. And here's the thing, though. Only a court from back in these days can grant equitable relief for a plaintiff. Why? Because sometime after these specific dates, things started to get very public very quick. They literally took all your private stuff away from us, deemed you to be an enemy. Now here, these, these are the rules, laws, and statutes that you get to play with now. Go have fun. So we're saying, no, 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 no. We're going back to the old stuff, the old system, before the bankers and lawyers took over. We're going to go back to the stuff that's actually meat and potatoes, not the illusion stuff, not the fiction stuff. So again, it's talking about only a court in a, in a suit or proceeding in equity for all of this stuff could have actually been granting that relief. Again, you notice how they always say properly commenced. So if we're not properly commencing our paperwork, if we're not properly establishing our interests, if we're not properly putting the other party into possession of our problem, they're not going to help us. Literally, they can't. Their hands are tied. We are the party who does all the untying, all the unbonding, all of the saving. It's us. We don't go to the court and say, hey, <coughs> give me my rights back. That was kind of a thing that Dean and I used to do a lot. We used to go to the court demanding, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be. Why don't you just show up being what you want to be and say, hey, court, do you agree with what I'm doing here? A little bit of a different approach. This is the difference between you bringing real substance to the court versus just talking about bringing real substance to the court. Just do it. Stop talking about it. Do it. Exercise it. And again, this thing just continues with, okay, what's the material you're relying on? As I said last night, um, da, 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 affidavit made by such and such on such and such a date. And it connects to my petition. Uh, here's the adverse claim, if you want. Here's the security agreement, if you want. Here's the deed, if you want. Now, for material to be relied on here, as I was suggesting yesterday, we don't technically have to include the deed. We don't actually have to attach the deed to this process just yet. But we got to have it on standby so that when they ask you for it, you can produce it. Now, again, don't think that, oh, my God, I just got a phone call from the clerk saying that I have to furnish my, uh, my deed of trust. 
she's going to be, they're reasonable. They're not going to say, okay, you have to have that deposited in the court within the next hour. They'll give you 10 days to get it in. Or they'll ask you, okay, what's reasonable for you to get that to the court? And you can say, well, as a matter of fact, I'm driving into the city tomorrow. I can probably drop it off. How's that, clerk? And they'll say, okay, come ask for Stacy. And uh, she'll be more than happy to help you. Oh, okay, great. Point is, is that the court is always going to be doing things to help you when you act properly, when you don't act like an idiot, when you don't come in swearing up and down and throwing paperwork and, 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 and giving the judge the finger. Signature of petitioner or lawyer, if you want. Oh, go ahead. Again, we can change this stuff. This is the nice, you know, again, this is our petition. Equity allows us to do whatever the hell we want to express our stuff. If you print all this, now again, okay, well, again, while we're speaking of printing, this is one thing I do commend Bryce about doing. Do as much of this shit, loved, one as, loved ones, as you can in your own handwriting. Handwriting trumps typed face all day long. Why? Because only a man or woman has handwriting. Artificial intelligence is probably not that far off where it could generate something like this with no, no input from a man or woman at all. It's the beautiful thing about all these, these typed face things and all this computer technology. Don't for a moment think that your handwriting isn't important. I'll dig out the, uh, the little clause. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll show it to you guys tomorrow where it says handwriting is actually preferred. And again, like I said, if your handwriting sucks, do it with your left hand. And if you're left-handed and it sucks, do it with your right hand. See how well you do. I don't know. Just do it so that it's as legible as possible. And again, if you're not good at writing your stuff out straight and all your sentences all go, feel free to take a pencil and very lightly draw lines. Or take a piece of lined paper, put it underneath the one you're writing on, use it as a template, and, and you can basically, you can kind of see the line so that your shit stays nice and straight. Again, Darren, is my paperwork fatal? If, if all my writing drops an inch and a half over the course of eight inches? Well, no, of course not. But I'm just trying to come across as, as we are more than competent. We're more than professional. We're more than adequate. I always just try to do things better than average. If you're okay with handwriting that's barely legible, be prepared for the judge to say, you know what, petitioner, I, I can barely read your affidavit. Would you mind speaking it to me? That could happen. Would it, I can't read, uh, you know, whatever. Like, you're number one here. What, your handwriting is so illegible. What is this actually saying? So be prepared. Well, your honor, number one. That's why they want us to number everything. So that the judge can actually roll back and say, okay, on page three, uh, paragraph eight. What did you mean? And then boom, you can instantly reference that and vice versa. Your honor, on page three, uh, paragraph eight, I, I stated for the record that an injunction ought to issue against the respondents accordingly. Again, being prepared, being organized is very important. As a matter of fact, after you do all this stuff, the courts literally want us to take all this stuff and put it in a binder, like as in a three ring binder like a hard binder. Every time I've gone to court, the crown always sends us a binder back. It's a two inch binder, like a two inch ring. 
and it has every single piece of paper having to do with the case. It's called the index record, the binder. So be prepared, loved ones, to actually have two copies minimum of what it is you're dealing with here. In some cases, we've actually had the court ask for three. I think because the crown gets one, the court keeps one, and then the third one goes, I don't even know where. So be prepared to have a number of copies of this stuff. So when you go to get your shit notarized, again, look, da, 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 da. somebody is going to be signing this stuff. Now, coincidentally, look at this. Did you notice anything on this one? A notary doesn't sign your petition, right? But a notary signs your affidavit. So have three copies of everything. Have one affidavit notarized, all nice, and then have a copy of your petition attached to it. That's and your exhibits. Okay, let me back that up. You don't have to attach your exhibits yet, but just talk about it. The clerk, when you go to file this stuff, she actually looks at it first, or he. They approve it. They stamp it. They file it. And then they say, okay, now you can add your exhibits. I guess for some reason, maybe this just saves some clerical work in the background because there's no point attaching exhibits if your paperwork wasn't accepted. So the trick here is, loved ones, let, let them accept your shit first, then attach the exhibits. Okay, well, Darren, what if I'm mailing it? If you're mailing it, go ahead and attach the exhibits. So again, three packages, all identical notarized affidavit and if you want to have some some uh, private witnesses on there on top of the notary seal go ahead you can literally after you get your stuff notarized no hang on do it before you get it notarized i the petitioner attest i i the petitioner duly attest and before my private witnesses on such and such a date did duly execute the affidavit and the petition and the exhibits attached there too. Now have your private witnesses witness it. You don't have to sign it yet, but just get them to witness it. Then the, then the clerk or the notary is going to come along and then they can actually seal and stamp as a notary. And again, go back to your country, go do a little bit of digging through your country's history Go back, you know, like 90-ish years, 75 years in here somewhere, prior to 1933 especially. Because chances are your country had a slightly different name variant or it had a slightly different styling of the name of the country. Most of these countries changed. They had to evolve these corporations. This is why we want to go back to the old to get around all this new shit the bankers and lawyers are doing to us. So again, Canada, for example, used to be called the Dominion of Canada. And then either in the 30s or 40s or whenever they switched it, they switched it from Dominion of Canada to just Canada. But seeing as we are the meek exercising our inherent right and entitlement to dominion of the world, the planet, Go ahead and actually put the Dominion 
of the United States or the Dominion of England, or the Dominion of Czechoslovakia. Ah, it doesn't matter. Dominion is just another word for control. So all you're really exercising or expressing here is I'm attaching all my special stuff to a title from way back in the day. Not this new version. This new version is for the birds. We don't want it. And again, we've had notaries honor this where we we where we literally oh, what did I do? I didn't mean to do that. Goodbye. Um We've literally had the notary come and actually witness our stuff. Notary of the Dominion of Canada. So there, they recognize it. They know what it's about. We've had notaries laughing. <laughs> I know what you're doing. It's like, oh, <laughs> all right. See, this stuff is a little bit more, what's the word? It's a little bit more known nowadays because so many of us have made such a stink. And we've brought so much attention to this subject matter over the last 10 or 15-ish years that the system was starting to wake up. Again, I've told that story before. I've had this woman tell me to my face. So again, first-hand knowledge of the facts here, loved ones. She told me point blank on two different occasions that in Canada, for example, they were bringing up specialist judges from the United States to help train our judges so that they can deal with everything we're doing. So who's ahead of the curve here? Well, that'd be us. Now, you never want to roll. It'd be kind of strange to roll into a situation where we know more than the judges do. I almost don't really see that happening. They can't. Otherwise, there'd be no confidence in the judges. They always have to be at the top of the food chain, not us. We are like kind of at the, you know, halfway up the ladder. The fact that we got as far and fast and, 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 and complete as we did in 15 years. Again, I'm actually pretty impressed with all the effort here that, that we've all undertaken and, and come to appreciate and try to teach with everybody. What if you have no idea and can't get a notary? Bring three friends to vouch for you who do have ID. Yeah, I'm Stacy, I'm John, and this is David, the three of us. Yeah, we know. And we've, we've known this individual for five years, two years, three years, whatever, they will vouch for you. Get them to actually write that in a statement. And as a matter of fact, I have it in the court rules where it actually allows for this, where a private witness can literally just come forward and they can witness all of your paperwork. You actually don't need a notary, but I like the notary because it satisfies a whole lot of stuff right off the top. Now, our esteemed colleague in the United States, the one I keep referring to, he professes that he does not want to use a notary seal because it's instantly bringing your stuff into the public. Well, look at the beginning of, the, of this petition, loved ones. The, the opening clause, the petitioner, we're coming as the person. So there. If we're bringing the person into this, well, we can actually still use a notary. It's right here. But we're also coming as the man or woman. And when we're done with this, we're not going to be possessed of the person ever again do you agree your honor your honor do you disclaim the trust always have that one in the back of your mind as well your honor i've furnished i've provided to the court numbers one two three four and five having said that and having the court um seen these evidences your honor does do you or the court disclaim my trust 
as soon as they say, yes, we disclaim it, they admitted a trust exists. You win. If they say no, there's sufficient evidences here before the court. We're not disclaiming the trust. You win. Again, it's a beautiful section. It's, it's a, I love these loaded statements. The fact that we're finally able to use them effectively and where they actually take effect and they actually are enforceable. Wow, have we made progress. And I mean just in the last couple of years, to be honest with you. The equity stuff here, again, Dean and I touched on it years ago. I really started getting my head wrapped around it about five, six years ago. And I do not claim to be the best in the world at doing this by, you know, not by a long stretch. But I could hold my own in front of a judge. I can stand there pretty confident. I've got my head wrapped around this stuff pretty good, probably even too good, to the point where a judge is going to expect a shit ton more from me than you. That's actually a good thing for you. Why? Because the court systems here in Canada know very well who Dean and I are. <laughs> we made such an imprint that, again, they've been looking at our hardcore stuff for years. They expect me to know a lot more. They expect me to express it more concisely, more precisely, with a lot more polish, with a lot more enthusiasm. But don't let that burden affect you because that's not reality for you. If you just picked this stuff up six months ago, then equity will only expect six months worth of diligence and that would be reasonable. Would it be reasonable for a, a loved one here who's been studying this stuff for a month to be able to recite Gibson's book like I can? No, that's not reasonable. If it's not reasonable, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. You're actually in a much better position than I am. How does that sound? I know that's a little bit kind of a crazy sounding statement, but it's true. So again, don't feel this incredible burden that you have to get to my level of knowledge or deans or any other of the, the heavy hitters out there in this industry trying to teach and promote this to the world. <laughs> I'm actually blessed with the fact that I can actually even convey that message to you. I think that that is I, ironic or an irony at its finest. That's how adaptable equity is. Equity just needs to see you show up with the intent to get rid of this thing that's been causing sickness and death to you your whole life. The judges, again, they're going to be super impressed. They are, they literally bow. I've had it. I've had a number of friends have it experienced to them. And Dean has had it happen to, happen, happen to him a number of times. When the judge gets up to pour you water, then goes and sits back down and then gives you the, do, 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 the salute. That's him acknowledging your effort. That's him saying, good job, loved one. The court can see your paperwork. The court can see your equitable pleadings. Because we went through all this garbage to get there. And by garbage, I mean incredible stuff. So I think we can pretty much wrap that up, loved ones. Again, that didn't really come across as an incredibly crayoned petition, but yet at the same time, it was cleaned up. I did. What are you laughing at definitely over there? Definitely not. Crayon. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not crayon version. 
Okay, so apparently I gotta do this again. But again, this is where I would love to have some feedback from you loved ones. Okay, like again, filter, filter, revise, revise, refine, refine, produce the diamond. Pressure and time, the best things it takes to create that, that diamond. Jody talks about diamonds a lot in her courses with the spirituality. You know, uh, for example, she, she shows this one image of this rock. Here, here, loved ones, what, what, what was your, your first, it would, upon you seeing this rock at first glance, what would you say this rock is worth? And everyone says, well, nothing. It's worth nothing. It's a freaking rock. She goes, wrong. This is a, this is a before it's cut, an 84.5 carat diamond before it's cut. You know what that's worth? There's almost no numbers to describe it. You don't see the diamond underneath all that rough stuff and still, until we start chopping and shaving and tooling. That's what we're doing here. We're, sh we're shaving and tooling and we're getting rid of certain things. And we're adding clarity to ourselves and our little mission that we're on so that when you, as the diamond, show up to court all polished and almost perfect, the judge is looking at you saying, wow, you are such an anomaly. Judges in, will go through their entire career as a judge and never, ever, ever have one of us come before their court. Not hear an equitable claim at all. Either as the defense or an offense, uh, as a defendant or a petitioner. Judges go their entire career without having any equities brought before them. When these things start showing up, they get excited as hell. They're like, ah, I want that one. I want that one. And again, this is where, depending on the uh, the rank of the judges, they actually get to pick and choose, and they have some control over this. And Dave, you have no experience with equitable pleading, so you sit down. Uh, Diane, she's going to take this one. Again, luck of the draw. Coincidentally, though, when hundreds, if not thousands of us start coming up with this stuff, I'm even going to throw it out there that eventually millions of people will be doing this. Are you able to take a surprise question? A surprise question. I love the word surprise. You know why? Because it's indicating the surname and a prize. Surprise, Your Honor, I showed up for my reward. But yeah, okay, go ahead. Fire question. Well, let's talk about someone who has done his work. Scott, can you please... Unmute yourself. This gentleman has surrendered all of his identification on 1111. Mm -hmm. Love your numerology. So let's just kind of talk about a little bit where you are right now and how this, uh, what we've laid down can really serve you here moving forward. Well, uh, I see a lot of similarities. It was just that mine was really weak and vague on some of the, the real solid stuff that I think was required to give a direction. Yep. Um, mine was just kind of like, hey, uh, I found out all this information. Uh, I kind of sort of know what I'm talking about. And I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm holding you to do it, even though I'm not quite there. So I think that my next step, um, like it was actually my third time. My, my first attempt was an epic fail. I sent it to the Minister of Finance and she gave it to the police department. They all passed it around and read it and had a laugh. And then they tried to get it back to me. So the second time I sent, um, I did a surrender for redemption with a adverse claim. And that was back April 15th, I think ish, March or April, I think April. 
And uh, that's where I glued all my trustee documents to paper and put it right in with the whole uh, surrender for redemption. And I never got anything back. So I thought, okay, that's great. I kept waiting, kept waiting. Nothing was coming. But of course, I had so many other battles on the go that that was really not, I knew I needed, had way more to learn. And right. if I was ready to get that, uh, I would know I was ready to get that. So I wasn't ready. Yep. And so I had a court situation for to uh, seek to commence action to foreclose. And I was supposed to go in on November 25th. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I wanted to get it in just kind of before the court, but I didn't want it too early. So uh, I made sure, yeah, I chose 11-11 to send send my stuff in. I just thought, no, that's kind of fitting. And it looked good on the document, you know, later on down oh, yeah. the road when I'm showing people, it's like, hey, you know, so... Uh, and I haven't heard anything back. So um, <clears throat> I presume no news is good news because if you did something wrong, you get it back right away. You betcha. But I think now um, sending in um, the petition with a supporting affidavit is definitely the way to go to give it the direction that it was missing on the information that I sent in. Absolutely. Again, they're just waiting and they're on, they're on standby. Please provide further instructions so that we may act accordingly they're literally robots they won't do a freaking thing unless the operating system is abc'd and one two three'd exactly otherwise they can go oh no i don't have to touch it it's kind of shitty for us but at the same time it maintains a a uh, a bar it maintains a level of competency you know again and I understand why now it all makes sense, but 10 years ago, I sure as hell didn't. So yes, yeah, you're absolutely right. Scott, take all your stuff, just chop it up into exhibits, get your petition online, get those securities paid into court, which if you directed it to somewhere other than the court, you can say, Hey, your honor, I by mistake sent it to, let's pretend that the police never returned it to you when you sent it to the minister of finance. All you would literally do is put one blurb in your affidavit that says, okay, your honor, on such and such a date, I conveyed all my stuff to the minister of finance. Subsequently, that was the wrong office, your honor, and they never returned it. So if need be, I'm empowering you, the judge, or you, the court, to sequester that security or go get that security from the minister of finance. Okay. The judge can literally make a phone call. As a matter of fact, in many situations in parliament, for example, the judge's offices are not very far away from the attorney general's offices and the minister of finance's offices and all those other characters. As a matter of fact, sometimes they're just on the hall. Everything is connected. It's all connected. They have such an incredibly um efficient digital system in the background that they all operate through which is why again when i say when when i say that switch gets flicked from a to b or red to green or off to on the instant response that happens is is mind bending it's that ripple literally goes around the world like in 0.3 seconds the entire system gets upgraded just for you again uh yeah, yeah, my friend, that, that petition, this is the thing, this is the magic bullet that we've been looking for all these years. The magic bullet didn't work so well if the bullet had no gunpowder in it, though. The affidavit's the gunpowder. Yeah. 
It's the most powerful weapon in our arsenal if it's used. Abs- right. uh, yeah, man, absolutely. And that's why lawyers this- don't like us using them. <laughs> Never mind using them properly and effectively no, no. and duly, right? Ah. So again, we, we did miss a lot of components over the years, but you know what? Yeah, of course we should have. Look at the vastness of what it is we're up against. It's, 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 it's crazy. The fact that anybody even tried to take on the beast to me is, is I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, loved ones, but all I'm saying is any, anybody that picks up this cause and anybody that tries to do or does what we're talking about here, again, they have nothing but my respect. And even, even the stone throwers online that are still involved in doing some of this stuff. And they might say, oh, Darren, you're crazy. Or I would, I would, here's another one. I would have followed you to hell and back. Or I would have followed you to Hades and back. Guess what, loved one? You're in hell and Hades right now. Mm-hmm. You didn't follow me here. And now you're suggesting you don't want to follow me out. So be it. I'm not here to twist your arm. I'm not. I'm here to just lay down substance and fact. And it's up to each and every one of you whether this resonates with you or not. And whether you choose to act on it or not, it's entirely up to you. I'm not here to pressure anybody. I'm not here to convince anybody that I'm the only way through. No, there are other loved ones out there that have done incredible works. And I'm just happy to be one of them. We need warriors. We need boots on the ground. I don't want to be the only one doing this stuff. It's no fun. Again, I think it's, I, I think it's important that uh, it's such a chaotic, convoluted uh, journey to get to where you want to go. And that's what keeps the weeds out of the garden. Absolutely. So now, now I can yeah, totally see why, yeah. you know, and then, so, you know, I, I used to have a real big problem with, you know, people who were, just holding on to this and not sharing information and no, cause it frees everybody. But then I realized the end is not for everybody. So if you want it bad enough, you know, I always say the, the wolf climbing the hill is always the hungrier one than the one on top. So always be climbing. <laughs> always nice. be climbing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a beautiful saying, my friend. Yeah. Fortune favors the bold. And by fortune, I'm not necessarily talking about money. Pretend freedom. Yeah. favors the bold again that was a quote out of uh alexander the great so look what that guy pulled off okay <laughs> i'm 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 inspired by works like this i'm motivated by great men and women in history who've actually stood up and actually tried to do something incredible whether they got burnt at the stake or not to me doesn't matter whether they got pinned on a cross to me doesn't matter that just tells me that they were prepared to pay the ultimate sacrifice to see their passion through and that at the end of the day is what gets us through not if you're standing there on wobbly knees and they they actually used to call them quakers quakers were reformists from back in the day who understood what england was trying to do in the vatican and try to oppress people these quakers we're like literally going to court, literally trying to do what we're doing, loved ones. And they were trying to get their, their beliefs and all of their inherent rights dealt with. And the judges used to make fun of them as Quakers. And where did the word Quakers come from? When that man or woman was standing there shaking, their knees were quaking. 
because other Quakers were sentenced to death the day before. That's how serious this shit is. So they were, they, these men and women trying to do exactly what we're doing, were so scared shitless that their knees would shake. That's where the word Quakers came from. So it's not always about the oatmeal. But again, this is why being dialed is so important. When you're full of confidence, when you got a lot of knowledge, when you got some wisdom and you got some passion and you're a little bit fired up and you're a little bit pissed off at the world and what's going on right now, chances are you're going to stick this out. You're going to see this through. You're not going to give up. And again, loved ones, we are, we are in such a better position than we were even a year ago and even six months ago. I'm even going to throw it out there and say three months ago. Again, because that's how fast I make progress. I look at the shit Dean and I did 10 years ago and I laugh. But we had to start somewhere. All this stuff doesn't just get downloaded into your, your think brain system here and you wake up one day and you have all this. That'd be nice. But again, if you had the choice to wake up tomorrow and have all my knowledge, would you? Or would you still elect to do it the hard way and learn it for yourself? There's a question. I know probably some of you would be like, nah, I, I just want to have everything Darren's got so that I can be at my best. And you know what? What if you could have been better than me if you had did it yourself? Why cut yourself, you know, a little bit short? If I can do it, you can do it. Again, this is the guy who dropped out of high school. I bet you there's not a single loved one on this chat who's dropped out of high school. Just, oh, do you seriously? Did you? Get out of here. Uh, okay i have to take that back now i'll peel that mud off my face yeah okay there you go excellent loved ones again okay so tomorrow um i'm not gonna blab about the affidavit because we wrapped that up today pretty tight i just want to do throw it out there that again my crayon version of, of, of the affidavit this morning feel free to go back to the red version though and go yeah but you know what i remember darren was so excited about this paragraph and he didn't include it in his crayon version so i'm just gonna try to crayon that myself and i'm gonna stick it in there go ahead and then post some of your versions here loved ones don't be don't be embarrassed don't be afraid of you trust me you're all feeling the exact same anyway post your stuff share redact stuff go ahead i don't it's all good let others see what you've come up with again like scott has done here post all his stuff the other day as bryce has done here that's all for us to see experience and learn from so now bryce is going to have some interesting stories here uh in the next day or two and again depending on what got done today even if he didn't get this stuff filed today he can literally roll into court and do it tomorrow your honor uh i motion for leave um to file a petition with a supporting affidavit to be redeemed of my wrongdoing <laughs> the judge has to grant it how do I know this? Again, when Dean went to jail that second time, there was the, you know, the courtroom was full. There was people out on the street with picket signs. Let Dean go. Let Dean go. That, I, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. Anyway, right up until a moment before Dean got sentenced, the judge literally was saying, uh, Dean, I will accept, even at this point in your trial, I will accept any new evidence you wish to bring to my attention. Do you have any? What he's literally saying there is, Dean, do you have any equitable defenses that I can actually hear and actually use? And consequently, Dean didn't have it. And subsequently, I didn't have it back then either. But again, I'm thankful that we have it now. 
you can roll in and motion for an interlocutory order at any time to have your equitables, I'll just call it the equitables, to have your equitables heard. And if, if you've been paying attention whatsoever with any of these classes or anything that Divergence has been talking about for almost a year, if you could just write out some of these things and walk into court with it, again, bring that birth certificate, have a coin on it, be prepared, be prepared for some fireworks because <laughs> things get pretty hot pretty quick. And you want to see these court staff run around like chickens with no heads, start doing some of this stuff. But again, I'm not a huge fan of the surprise tactic. So if you have any time to get this stuff before the judiciary, before your trial, before your hearing, before your court case, do it now. Get on it now. And again, you've been given enough meat and potatoes between the affidavit the petition and the deed of trust, which I'm going to talk about tomorrow instead of the affidavit. So that's what, that's where I was going with that statement tomorrow. I'm going to skip the affidavit. I'm going to roll in the deed and we're going to start developing that over the next few days. And then from there, I'll probably talk about the administrative agreement. And from there, some of you should have, uh, you know, posted some of your findings and your doings. And by then somebody might have been filing their own petition by now, but anyway, loved ones, we're just going to keep progressing. Then we'll get to a point where I probably don't need to do two shows a day. Maybe I'm only doing a show every two days. You know, that type of thing. Again, I was just trying to ram this through as fast as I could. Why? Because I got called out on social media. You don't do F all to help people. You don't, you don't share. You, don't, you just flop your gums. Really? Okay. Well, I'm glad I've dealt with that character. And now it was to... Help a gentleman here like Scott and help another one like Bryce get through an immediate situation where he's dealing with tomorrow. And I know other loved ones on here, they have issues. Like, again, I was mentioning uh, taxation issues, foreclosure issues, child custody. All those things are going to get dealt with and tackled coming up. So having said all that, loved ones, I think that was almost an hour and 20 minutes. I think we uh, put another good dent into it for tonight. Uh, let all this absorb. Again, don't feel like, don't feel pressured that you got to understand all this stuff right now. Give it a week. Loved ones, when I'm punching out these documents, trust me, some of them, I've been working on them for years. I've been working on applications and petitions. I'm on my hundredth version of these things, probably more, which is why these things have been evolving and evolving and evolving. Oh, didn't like that. Change this, change that. These works of art have been evolving for years. So don't think that I just woke up and had the perfect petition this morning because no, I did not. It's taken a lot of sacrifice. It's taken a lot of my time. But to be honest with you, I had nothing better to do. <laughs> so I hope that all bodes with you very well. Uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, fire, more chat, uh, fire more questions in the chats. Tomorrow, I'll probably go on Telegram there and answer a bunch. Uh, and then we'll do another Q&A segment. Uh, that'll probably be done maybe in the next day or three. Well, and I'll probably just pre-record those because that's that, that just works nice where Jody asks me the questions and she can interact and she can tell me when I'm not crayoning enough. And then we just bounce this stuff back and forth and so on. Okay, loved ones, peace be all to you and we will see you tomorrow. Okay, everybody.